What's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Calm Talks. My name is Adil, and I'm here alongside my co-host, Anne. We are here to help you lead a life of peace and progression one calm talk at a time. Before we get started, I just want to say thank you to everybody that's been listening in. Again, we're seeing week-on-week growth, and we really appreciate the support. So just want to just stop here and just say thank you so much for that continued support. And in this episode, if you do like what you hear, don't forget to share our content. Follow us on Instagram and leave us a comment and share our Spotify page out. Now, this might be one of the most important episodes that we've done. If you're someone who's had challenges in their life that have shaken your core, you're not alone. It's not easy to overcome difficult periods unscathed, yet it's crucial to be resilient during those moments. Nobody's life is perfect or free from stress and tragedy. For Ant and myself, we share a lot of our similar principles and values through the experiences that we've had. Ant and I were both born and bred abroad, and our childhood was, how should I say it, just far from extravagant. For Ant, he grew up in a ghetto in North London, and I grew up in a third world country like Pakistan. But through hard work, resilience, and some luck along the way, we've built a stable life for ourselves, each focusing on peace and progression. So if you feel under-equipped to deal with stressful moments, do stick around to the end of the episode as we're going to share five ways for you to build an ironclad mindset to help you in your journey to a life of calm. But first, let's actually define what an ironclad mind is. What does it mean to have an iron mind? As always, great first question. When I think of the term having an ironclad mind, for me it means somebody that is mentally strong. They are resilient. They're resistant to ideas and values that don't align with who they are. It's someone that is really strong and forthright in their opinions and they know why, have a good sense of center, a good sense of self, and they're kind of unwavering in what they stand for. Someone's able to like put up and go through really difficult times and keep persevering for whatever their goal is. How about for you? Yeah, I mean, I would echo that. It's someone who's just got a steady hand, even when tremors overtake your city. It's someone who just has the stability and unwavering and unbending mind to the external factors, the external pressure that they experience and go through. It's an internal strength. It's a resilience within. And to me, an ironclad is a mentality which remains steadfast despite any external pressure. In fact, the only thing that could break an ironclad mind is only an internal war. Nothing external could break it. I think that actually leads us to the first tip when we're talking about having an ironclad mind. Do you want to kick us off on the first tip? You take it away. You got it. Yeah, well, it really is about that internal monologue that you have with yourself. To your point, somebody with an ironclad mind you know, is sort of unbreakable. They're really strong in what they stand for. And that's in part because... They have an inner monologue with themselves where they, you know, have a dialect of what they're doing, why they're doing it, what they're standing for, what it means. They're sure. They're very assured at the same time as well. And they reinforce their beliefs with like positive mindset, positive thinking, and they're able to persevere because of that. That inner monologue with inside them is like fine-tuned to their own values. It's probably the most important thing to have control over that internal chatter because we consume so much of 
content outside of of our mind that we start adopting everyone else's ideas, everyone else's uh, beliefs. And if you have a resolute mind and if you have conviction in your beliefs, your values, you sort of almost reinforce what you already know and what you already believe by having an internal dialogue, internal mantras. It's something that I've actually learned a lot through going through therapy, where with my therapist in the past, I would actually chat about how I speak to myself, how I get mad at myself if I make a mistake, then actually correcting that to being more compassionate with myself if I made mistakes or even being my own cheerleader. Like if I go to the gym, I'm like, I'm whispering under my breath, like, you know, ain't nobody going to stop me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it, legit, like, if, especially if I'm on a treadmill, because like, I have like a breathing condition, I have asthma, like mild asthma. So running is like my least favorite activity. So I don't do it that often, to be fair. But when I do, I have to amp myself up. And when I'm on the, on the treadmill, if I'm like 20 minutes in, 25 minutes in, once I've made it past the first five minutes, it's, it's kind of like that internal chatter of motivating myself. Yeah, you said mantras as well, right? I think that's something that is individual to all of us. I know we've spoke about our mantras on another podcast. But, you know, for me, without going into what the mantras are, the mentality behind them is always to ask why. I'm someone that often questions myself, not because I don't know myself, but because I want to make sure I know myself. So for me, like, you know, when, when things are going on and my internal monologue is, you know, doing its thing, I sort of ask myself the motivation or the, the reason or what things mean to me or why. Basically, just I look for that level deeper so that I can make sure that the decisions I make are the ones that are actually attuned to who I am as a person. This internal dialogue that you mentioned, if I could just dive deeper, is that something that you've always sort of had when you were a child? Did you reinforce that internally? Yeah, that's actually a fantastic question. And again, this is why I say it's individual, because I know that for me, a lot of this internal dialogue has happened because of the experience I've had, and we all have different experiences. So for me, I learned very early on that the only way is up. You mentioned that I'm from a part, very, very rough part of town, which is true. And the way I saw it growing up was that, well, I can't get any lower. I can only go up. So I just always thought to myself, I just got to get on with it. Got to push on. Got to keep going. And that's kind of been something that was reinforced. I guess I learned it and it's been reinforced and I kind of stuck by that ever since. So I think it's individual. I think it's individual based on your own experience. I'm sure you have your own way of thinking, doing stuff, probably because it's born out of your own experiences too growing up. I think, yeah, you sort of learn to adapt to your environment, to your circumstance rather, and you you realize what you need in that moment. And you need self-belief. You need sort of that internal confidence within yourself to move forward, to overcome adversity. I will also admit that a large part of my internal chatter was contributed by external factors, by listening to my parents, to my family, to my friends back home in Pakistan. And that brings us on to the second point, which is that you want to be mindful of your external influences. They do shape how you think and ultimately how you act. Your thoughts have a really powerful compounding effect. Your, your thoughts, even though they may be your perception, your perceptions do become your reality. And you want to be spending time with quality people who are going to be reinforcing positive, optimistic ideas instead of someone who's always reinforcing and looking at the glasses half, half empty. 
I mean, it is obviously important to hang out with and experience people who have different mindsets, of course, right? We're not saying only hang around your circle. But ultimately, when you really have a strong sense of self and you know why, really importantly, you understand your own motivation, you understand your own ethos in life, it's good to hang around with people that also share that with you because it, it's like an upward spiral. You kind of bounce off each other and you basically amplify each other's positive points. And equally, you don't want to do, like you said, hang out or have influences from neg- negative people or negative sources because that equally can contribute to a downward spiral. We speak about, you know, you are your top five in episode two. And I think that's a great for anybody that wants to listen back because we really discuss the pros and cons of how your circle really reflects you. But again, without going into in so, so much detail, what we really mean here is that you need to be cognizant of who's around you and what's around you. That even includes the things that we consume, social media being one of the things that a lot of people consume a lot of. And, you know, you could easily be influenced by the people on there or they have this or they have that, they're eating this or whatever it is, right? Or TV is another good one. In my opinion, that's like a, it's like a mental drug. You can easily get addicted to binge watching 10 hours of TV. So you've got to be careful of all your influences, not just your people, but also anything else you consume that can affect your mentality and your psyche. I mean, totally. I mean, we consume so much content today. And I've had some, some of those mornings on like Saturday or Sunday where I'll just be on it for like an hour or two. It's just so easy to get into that spiral, right? No matter how resilient a person is, we all effectively are susceptible to just absorbing everything around us. We, uh, we're kind of like sponges. We just keep taking and absorbing all the thoughts and speech that we hear around us. And it doesn't matter how ironclad your mind is, if it's going to rain, you're going to get wet. And you want to be just making sure that your environment is also suited to contribute to your resilience as opposed to taking it away from it. Moving on to the third point, you know, aside from this, there's also a big part of it, which is emotional. Having an ironclad mind also means making decisions that are clear. You make them with clarity. And a big element of making clear decisions is about how you manage and process your own emotions. So the big tip here is making decisions in line with your values and sometimes understanding that your emotions might be biasing you in certain places. Yeah, I think it's so important to have a calm mind. And that kind of goes back to the ethos of calm talks and what we try to encourage and what we try to live our lives by is by having a level of stoicism, having poise in how you conduct yourself. And not only moments when everything is going your way, but when dark clouds arise, when there is a dark storm, because everyone's going to have that. Everyone's going to go through their version of difficulty and challenges. But having the ability to catch yourself in the emotions and then moving forward with an objective mind i mean resilience really is shown when you're challenged so catching yourself in the moments especially where you could be emotionally imbalanced drawing that back and understanding that hey hang on i need to make decisions now to push forward in this difficult situation maybe sort of take that feeling out of it and see the the wood through the trees if you will allows you to be resilient yeah and to be honest with you for me And we were chatting about this actually before the episode, but like I did not always have the calmest of reactions when I was younger. So I've had certain moments where my initial reaction was to be quite emotional and maybe reactive. But through practice and through some some internal mantras, going back to the first tip, I've been able to kind of deal with them, deal with them much better today. 
there's incidents that I can think of even just this past year where I would get upset or annoyed. I can't really control my initial reaction, but what I can control is every subsequent response. So what I would do is like, if I feel and catch myself getting emotional or getting drawn in or invested emotionally, I would catch myself and try to actually step in and actually tell myself, take a deep breath, stay calm. And that would actually help me sort of slow things down so that I can be more steadfast in what I do next. Yeah, and I think that's a really important skill because when it comes to having the ironclad mind to, as I said, being someone that is really strong in their sense of purpose, their sense of self, who their values are and making decisions in line with that and being sort of unwavering, it's best to do it when you're not imbalanced. I think if someone's trying to learn more about this, something that helped me a lot was the book Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, which is emphasizing stoicism and how everyone should practice the act and art of staying stoic, even when confrontations and difficulties arise. So definitely a good read, and we'll link it out in our show notes. You know, you sort of mentioned there that, you know, you sometimes uh, have an initial reaction, but if you like kind of subtly think about it, you kind of understand that, you know, you're not perfect. None of us are. We will understand that. I hope we all do. And I think the, the beauty in that is understanding that you're allowed to get things wrong. You're allowed to make a misstep. And that's okay. Because the tip here is to understand that even if you are to make that misstep, it's just an opportunity, just a lesson. So you can learn to be better next time. And I think that also helps you be resilient. Because when you understand that failure is opportunity to grow, you're able to implement it next time to make sure you make decisions better. We all make mistakes. I wouldn't be able to count the number of mistakes I've made. But through mistakes that we make, we could even have some feelings of inadequacy or guilt even perhaps that could arise. I certainly have. And I think to have an ironclad mind does mean that you are unbending, but it does not mean that you're unbreakable. And you could have some missteps. What matters is how you react to that. What matters is how you bounce back from those mistakes. How quickly can you catch yourself, learn, and then move on? A lot of this, I mean, if I was to share, like I, because I used to play poker a lot when I was younger, in high school and in college back in the day, I would get really upset or angry if I made a made a bad bet or if somebody else, I didn't like the way that somebody else played. And I would have an emotional reaction. But even though I was hard on myself when I made mistakes when I was young, to actually go through them was a good thing because I learned to make mistakes very early on that that actually built resilience in itself. There's actually strength in you opening yourself and having the courage to be making mistakes because a lot of times we can be guilty of playing it too safe. And speaking of playing it too safe, the fifth tip that we could give is to actually challenge yourself to a difficult task so that you can overcome it. Take those risks so that you can actually put yourself through the bender, through difficult and strenuous circumstances so that you can overcome it. Ant and I have had our lives, which came by some luck or misfortune, whatever way you want to look at it, we had to overcome certain challenges. It may not be the case for you, but that doesn't mean you can go and go out 
and seek difficult things to overcome, whether that's going to the gym on a regular basis, maybe it's even just as difficult as going on a diet for you and sticking to that and represent discipline over there. Maybe you pick up a sport, some task which is actually going to teach your mind that you can do difficult things and you will arise a better person from them. Yeah, I think kind of said this earlier, right, where we said resilience really shows in difficult situations. And maybe you haven't had many personal difficult situations, to your point, but that doesn't mean you can't go and seek something challenging. doesn't mean you can't go and try to push yourself because it's like a muscle, right? When you work out muscles, they get stronger. Resilience is just like a muscle. And if you haven't had anything challenging happening to you, you know, I think that's, that's great. That's, you know, fortuitous. But you can go out and learn to build that muscle so that one day when you need to, you can also flex it. Like diamonds form under pressure, you build resilience under stress. So put yourself through some task. And for each person, it could be different. We gave a few different examples. It could even be just going to like a meditation retreat. That's a really difficult task to do nothing, to go and sit and think nothing, do nothing, have your phones completely stripped away from you. I've actually thought about this, about going to like a retreat, a meditation retreat, and you basically got a uniform and you have to give your phones away and you just do like a full day meditation. That's actually quite daunting for me to think about and that's why I haven't done it yet, but that's certainly something on my list. Is there something on your list that you would want to overcome a difficult task or a challenge perhaps? That's actually a really good question. And the first thing that came to my mind was putting film out of myself, putting video content out. It's kind of ironic because we're on the podcast. I mean, the podcast for me is a very safe space, but that for me is actually very challenging. I don't take many pictures, so I definitely don't do any video. And I know it's actually been on my mind. I don't have any resilience towards it because I don't even take, I mean, how am I going to do video when I don't even take pictures? So I know I've not been learned to be resilient in that can't be hiding that pretty boy face you said it not me (laughs) (laughs) how about for you i think that's a really good one i mean i just gave the example of like a meditation retreat you know me i've been doing jujitsu and that's definitely like a big task i I get i get a little bit nervous every time i'm going there i messed up my my back the other day a little bit because like somebody had me in a in a rear naked choke a really tight one as well So I think that that's probably the one that I've picked so far that I'm actually going through where I am trying to prove to myself that I can overcome those difficult things and have a tough mind. I know I have a tough body, but having a tough mind is what really matters. You know, I think I just want to sort of build on this as well, right? Like we have different things that we're not resilient towards. I definitely don't, like you said, take pictures or whatever it is or video in this case either. Whereas you would struggle maybe to be in that meditation retreat. But I think uh, for me, that sounds like bliss. I would love that. All right. So we will have different things that we're resilient to. We have different strengths, different development areas. It's just about knowing yours. And I guess for this point, we're saying identify them and build resilience towards them by going towards them. And you know what? I know that this episode is all about building resilience and having an iron mind. and. We want to clarify one thing as well in a bonus tip that we're just sharing right now, which is to be compassionate with yourself. Ant and I have 
gotten to this point of our life where we are, I would say, pretty stable emotionally and financially, thankfully. And while we can be tough on ourselves to push forward, our ethos is all about finding progression with peace, having the balance between the two. So make sure that even as you're trying to build an unbending mind, you are compassionate with yourself. You are easy on yourself. It is okay to falter. It is okay to have missteps. It's okay to make the wrong turn. So long as you course correct and get yourself back on your path, back onto your journey of a life of calm. So let's just wrap up. We gave five tips plus one bonus on how you can build an ironclad mind. First tip being to manage your internal monologue. Make sure that you have a positive dialogue with yourself in your mind. You reinforce the beliefs that you know to be true and that you make decisions in line with what you value. Make sure that internal monologue is clear and decisive. Secondly, you want to make sure that you manage your external influences, both your positive ones and your negative ones. You want to reinforce the positive ones and try to limit the negative ones, whether that be people or other or other things you consume, whether that's social media or other forms of media, just make sure you're limiting things that take away from you building something that is resilient in your mind. Thirdly, try to make decisions in line with your values and your objectives, and where possible, try to limit the emotion out of that so you can make sure that you're making that decision with clarity. Fourth, make sure you understand that each wrong decision is just an opportunity to learn. We're all going to get things wrong. That's okay. You have to course correct and make sure that Next time, you're going to get it right. And lastly, if you think you don't demonstrate resilience, then go towards it. Go find something that's challenging. Go learn to train that muscle so that you can flex it when the time comes. And lastly, we want to say the bonus tip being be compassionate. Have some humility when you get things wrong. That's okay. We will get it wrong. Being resilient just means picking yourself back up, dusting yourself off, and going again. And no matter what you do, stay calm. Thank you for listening to another episode of Calm Talks. And just as a reminder, if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at Calm Talks and join our mailing list by visiting our website at calmtalks.com. And as always, stay calm.